0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for the week of April 28, 2019. I'm your host, Alec Allen, and this week we have stories in all three sections. Tech, games, and movies. First up is tech. Low-cost pixel phones have been leaked due to Best Buy. So it looks like the low-cost pixel phones that have been rumored since last year are finally coming out. It was one of the first stories I did here on the podcast, and now it's finally getting somewhere. The latest update is that the whole device has been leaked. What I mean by that is that someone noticed a Best Buy store in Ohio has already put out the new phones called the Pixel 3a and the 3a XL on display in those glass cabinets. Android Police first reported this and said that this confirms the screen sizes, with the 3a getting a 5.6-inch screen and the XL getting a 6-inch. Now, there are no price tags placed as well. However, another leak from this is Tech Today reports that the 3a will start at 399 dollars and the XL will start at $479. we will find out all the details next week at Google I.O. Damn, is this almost as leaky as the Pixel 3 itself. Like, it is on the shelves this time. And technically, you could try and buy it, but the register will stop it. Like, I guess Google wants to do, like, oh, and it's available now at Google I.O. But this phone doesn't really warrant that. They could have easily said, oh, here's the announcement. It'll be out in, like, two or three weeks, and of May, you know. Go buy your new phone Memorial Day, have a good day and all that, and just be done with it. Anyway, about the actual phone, it does look good, and the price seems good, as long as it has good performance with the same great camera of the Pixel 3. Remember, the camera is the only reason really to get the Pixel 3, for the most part. This could sell well if it's available on different carriers, which is also rumored. So hopefully that's true. Apple Pay is coming to New York City Subways. This summer, Apple Pay will be available for payments for New York City Subway. To be more specific, Apple Pay will be one of the contactless payments supported by the MTA program called Omni or O-M-N-Y. However, it will not be available everywhere at once. It will be rolled out over the next year and finished sometime in 2020. The start will be May 31st for some subway lines like the 4, 5, and 6 line from Barclay Center to Grand Central 42nd Street. This is nice because for the most part, the New York City subway system is archaic compared to most of the world in just about every single way. So while the city and state argue about how to actually improve the actual subway system, at least New Yorkers get a bit of convenience with contactless payments. Apple paid Qualcomm $4.5 billion in settlement. So we have some leftover details from the shocking Apple-Qualcomm settlement. In Qualcomm's second quarter earnings report, they mentioned they got $4.5 billion from Apple for the settlement. This was just to settle everything and does not include royalty payments Apple will make over the next few years. Now, while that is a lot of money, for Apple, it really isn't as they have over 200 billion dollars cash on hand. I'm still really interested in what the full details were because up until it was announced both companies looked like they were out for blood. Lyft loses lawsuit to stop New York City ride share driving law. At the end of 2018, New York City passed a ride sharing law that gives drivers a minimum wage per hour of 17.22 after expenses. Lyft had an issue with this law and sued the city saying that while they supported the idea of it, they are against the formula lost used to make the rate. The way the formula works is that there is a utilization rate of 58% all companies must follow. However, after a year, bigger companies can apply for a higher utilization rate. The issue is that right now Uber is the only one that qualifies for this. So you could have a situation where, in a year, Uber has a better situation and Lyft was upset that they, unless they become a big enough company in a year, they would be paying more than Uber. However, this week a judge ruled that the lawsuit was insufficient and would not overturn the law. I'm glad the lawsuit was thrown out, because Lyft really has to shut the fuck up. I understand why they're upset. Personally, I'm not too happy drivers complain too much, because this was never meant to be a full-time job, and they're trying to make it that way. However, we as a society cannot let people suffer, and New York City is just trying to enact a baseline so the driver can get a living wage. Lyft here has to understand that they are also partially at fault as well. Uber has marketed it this as more of a side hustle. Maybe Lyft, if they do not want to pay as much, maybe limit the hours drivers can work. They would obviously be pissed, but with Lyft's stock dropping since their IPO, they need to do something to start making a profit, or they will be slowly on their way out, bleeding to death. Eric Schmidt is leaving the Alphabet board. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt will be leaving its parent's company board in June. Schmidt says he is leaving to teach and help the next generation. However, after he leaves, he will stay on as a technical advisor to Alphabet. While normally this would be a time of great celebration of the man, he has been with Google since 2001 and helped to become the mega giant it is today. There is none of that due to some accusations. Last year when it came out that Android creator Andy Rubin was paid to leave, in the millions by the way, it was during the time Schmidt was CEO. Also in a separate issue, in a lawsuit he was named as one of the executives who helped cover up sexual harassment. So if all of that is true, then there's a situation where you respect the work, you know? Put in good work, but hate the person. You gotta give him props for the work he got done transforming Google. However, if these accusations are true, then he's also a piece of shit. Facebook has banned multiple controversial figures. Facebook this week has banned multiple controversial figures, including Alex Jones, Laura Loomer, Louis Farrakhan, and others. They have been banned on Facebook and on Instagram. Facebook has said that they were banned because they violated policies and they will not be able to make new accounts, obviously. However, users on Facebook and Instagram can still make posts talking about them and praising them. So I'm surprised that it happened like this. Like, they built it up and not, oh, we're banning someone this week or we Some banning someone that week. Which makes me think, like, they were lining this up because obviously they've broken multiple violations at different times. And if they wanted to do it properly, they should have just banned them at that point point, not save them up. But Facebook had to make a move like this because it was getting to the point where these controversial figures were causing too much trouble which caused their followers and other users to get into numerous arguments. See, if social media companies actually want to say, oh, we're working to become a safe space for people, then they actually need to monitor their site and ban people, which is what Facebook is now doing. Now, I would hope Facebook continues to monitor and ban when needed and not just doing this for some good PR, though it'll probably get them some. Facebook Portal is getting support for WhatsApp. At F8, Facebook announced an update to their smart home device, Portal portal will soon be getting support for WhatsApp calls, with all calls having end end encryption. The portal will be available internationally, namely Europe and Canada, sometime this fall. I know there is a lot of hate on Facebook right now, and some of it is absolutely deserved, but I'm happy that Facebook is still supporting this. I have not seen any sales numbers about this, but I think it is safe to assume that it is not selling well due to the bad image of Facebook. Like, oh, a device just for video calling in my house. But Facebook has really been fleshing out the device, and seems committed getting it to work. They've added some video streaming services, so it's not just for calling. And now soon you'll be, it'll be available for more customers worldwide. One thing I would like for it to have, and it might be smart, is connect this shit to Instagram. These devices are great size for those for a digital photo album. So what if you could see a stream of your or your friend's photos come onto the screen? That'd be a great way to get people interested. Or how about stories? Facebook is pushing heavily into stories now on Facebook itself. Why not connect Facebook stories and Instagram stories onto it? Moving over to games, Epic Games buys Rocket League maker, Psionic. Epic Games has bought developer Psionic for an undisclosed amount of money. Psionic are the developers of the hit game Rocket League, and are here the main issue that has arisen from this is what will happen to Rocket League. As you well know, when a developer signs an exclusive deal for the Epic Games store, it is pulled from Steam. But what happens when a company is bought straight out by Epic Games? Both Epic Games and Psionic has not made it exactly clear, Here's what they had to say about it. Quote, the PC version of Rocket League will come to the Epic Game Store in late 2019. In the meantime, it will continue to be available for purchase on Steam. Thereafter, it will continue to be supported on Steam for all existing purchasers. End quote. So from this, it sounds like when it comes to the Epic Game Store, it will then become an exclusive and then even though it will be pulled from the Steam Store, it will still be supported. I've seen some outrage about this, but personally, I'm okay with this. This is a bit different than when companies like Ubisoft or THQ Nordic screw over their customers at the last second and pull their games right before release. Here, you are being given a heads up. It will be pulled later in the year. You have months to buy this. Also, if what they mean by support is as long as Steam users get to updates and DLC at the same time as users on the Epic Game Store, then it's fine. Now, if they start delaying it for them, then that becomes bullshit. So right now for this, I don't have an issue with the current game becoming exclusive as long as it's done right. Moving over to movies, Peter Mayhew dies at 74. We start off the movie section with some sad news. This week, Peter Mayhew passed away at 74. If you not know who he is, he is the actor that played Star Wars favorite, Chewbacca. He played the character in all movies until 2017 when he needed to have surgery and had to retire from the role. This was some sad and shocking news, and while we don't know how he died, I hope he at least went peacefully. I assume Disney and Lucasfilm will do something special in the credits in episode 9 for Peter as well. May he rest in peace. First trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog has come out, and, uh, yeah. It's a thing. So the first trailer for the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog has come out, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a trailer. So it really seems like a video game movie trailer from the early 2000s with the song choice of Gangster's Paradise, of all songs, and having Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey. Overall, I thought the trailer was pretty bad. It showed how bad Sonic looked, and unlike Detective Pikachu, this seems to be a mess. The internet more or less thought the same as well, and it got to the point where the director came out and said that they will be changing Sonic's look to be closer to the game, and I'm happy that they're doing that. Like, the movie will probably still not be good, but at least I won't have to look at that Sonic for an hour and a half. Avengers Endgame is killing it. Talked about this on my other podcast, Box Office Receipts. But Avengers Endgame is killing it, and is now at number 2 worldwide all time, but just behind Avatar. It will most likely topple that in about 2-3 to three weeks. We really are witnessing history here, and I th- didn't think it could have happened. I just wanted to mention this story because if somehow you have not heard about it, look into it, and you can also check out the latest episodes of Box Office Receipts, where I go into this in more detail. And that's it for this week's episode of What Happened. What were your favorite stories this week? Let me know on Instagram, at Tyler Media or on Twitter, at TileKallion95. As always, thank you for watching.